Hello, my name is Brad Keaton, and welcome to On Purpose Podcast. Join me as we open the Bible and find out what God says about living our lives on purpose. Today we're in Matthew chapter number 6. The Bible says in verse number 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. When we look at the topic of prayer, there is so much to cover and so much to look at as to how powerful prayer really is in the life of the believer. But in this model prayer in Matthew chapter number six, well, first off, we know it's the model prayer because it talks about forgiveness of sin. We know that Jesus didn't sin, so it's not it's not the Lord's Prayer. That's found in John chapter number 17 on the way to Gethsemane uh, right before he's crucified. It's not the Lord's Prayer because he talks about forgiveness of sin. We know the Lord didn't sin. He gives us this model prayer or this, uh, this model to follow because when we look at verse number 7, he uh, shows the, the problem with prayer at that time is when he, he says, But when ye pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that sh- they shall be heard for their much speaking. He's, what he's saying here is there's these people that you hear pray, and, and especially at that time, this problem with, with prayer was that people were using vain repetition that didn't mean anything. They weren't words from the heart. They said that they think they, sh- they shall be heard for their much speaking. There were these people that were standing up and trying to use uh, the every word in, in the dictionary and trying to stand up and, and sound very smart and sound like they had this great relationship with God. But it was just it was vain repetition. There was nothing, no, no sustenance there from the heart. It wasn't a conversation with God. It was just all for show. So these vain repetitions that these people were using, God's saying, don't use those And he gives us in verse number nine down through verse number 13, a model to follow in our prayer. He says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. He doesn't give us words to recite. I don't know if I've ever, I don't really know if I've ever sat down or been walking in the morning and uh, getting ready to, to talk to God. And I don't know if I've ever actually said, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then recited these next few words. What? What Jesus was giving us here is a model to be followed. And if we break this down, we can really see how we can follow that model in our prayer life. It starts out with our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Every prayer should start with praise to God. And if we think about when we pray, if we're going to be in that attitude of prayer and we're going to start every prayer with praise to God, it puts us in a great attitude to follow the rest of our prayer. Because if I really think about everything that God's done for me and everything that God's done for my family, for our church here in Tennessee, for uh, everything that God has done in my life and in the lives of all my friends and all my family, 
God is a great, great God. So I'm to start my prayer with praise. Then he says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. This is just simply me saying after, after praising God and after going through some things and being thankful and, and, and praising him for everything he's done. I can very easily say, Lord, for everything that you've done, I sure can't wait to see you. When the Bible says thy kingdom come, it's just looking forward to Christ's kingdom coming. You know, every day that we look at the news or look at something going on in the world, or especially this year, it seems like everything's just hitting one at a time over and over and over again. It's easy for the Christian today to look up and know who God is and really dwell on who he is and then think, Lord, I can't wait to see you. Because heaven sure is going to solve all of our problems. When Christ comes back and he sets up his kingdom, it's going to be an incredible thing for the Christian to see because there's not a care in the world after that. Simply looking forward to Christ's coming. Then he says, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is a prayer of submission and thinking, Lord, you know better than I do. Thy will be done. But then if we look at the extent of, of this request that says, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When Christ rules in heaven, I don't know that there's ever any pushback from a command from God. When Christ rules and reigns in heaven, I don't know that the angels ever say, God, are you sure? I don't know if you really want to do that. But how many times do we do that on earth as his servants? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, God's word is law. What he says goes and what he wants done is done. But how many times when God asks us on earth as his followers and his believers to do something and we second guess him, we sometimes just flat out don't do it even when we know that we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. He doesn't just say, thy will be done. He says, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to be so close to God in our relationship that even at the very whim of what God wants, we can hear that still small voice and then follow through on what God wants done. Then he says, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Here, the Christian is now praying for provision. God promises us over and over and over that he will provide for us and he'll take care of us. But then he also says <clears throat> later in the New Testament that, uh, that we have not because we ask not. There are some things that God just simply you know, wants to give us, but he wants to know that we're going to ask him. So here's the prayer for provision. God, give us this day our daily bread. And then after provision, he, he tells us, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is where we can see that the believer is to be an example of what Christ is for us. Christ, there are so many debts that I know that I owe God because he's come through and he's given me so much more than I will ever deserve. He's forgiven a lot of debts that I have. And the number one debt that I can think of is my sin. Even one sin was going to send me to hell because I'm not perfect. But God forgave the debt of my sin and allowed me a way to heaven. So it's the very least that I can do 
that when people hurt me and frustrate me and they quote unquote sin against me, that I can forgive them because of everything that Christ has forgiven that I've done. Then and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is a prayer of guidance. Lead us not into temptation. That word temptation there, he's not saying, I, I find it interesting that he, he, he never said and lead us not into sin, but lead us not into temptation. This prayer is, Lord, there are so many things that can tempt me, that can cause me to want to sin. Lord, I'm asking you not just to not just to keep me from the sin or the actual act of disappointing you or frustrating you or doing whatever I'm not supposed to do. Lord, keep me even from the temptation of that sin. Because, Lord, I don't even want to be tempted to do something that's going to hurt you or frustrate you. That prayer of guidance. And he says, but deliver us from evil. Even though he prays, Lord, lead us not into temptation. He knows that this world is full of temptation. And at some point, the Christian is going to be tempted to do something that they're not supposed to do. And when that happens, deliver us from evil. And not just, not just the evil that I think I can do, but the evil that falls on the Christian that the persecution that falls on Christians, that just simply because we believe what we do, there's people that obviously don't agree with us. We're seeing that in America, but I think we're getting just a taste of what people are seeing around the world. Christians around the world are truly being persecuted. And if we think we're being persecuted in America, we haven't seen anything yet. Lead us not into temptation, but also deliver us from evil. Those people and those things that would want to cause harm to the cause of Christ. Just simply because they don't agree with us. Deliver us from evil. Then look at the very last phrase in, the, in, in this passage of scripture. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Everything in this prayer starts and ends with praise. There is so much that God has done for us and so much that he's willing to do for us. That every time I pray, I'm to start and I'm to end with praise. Not just so that I can feel like I'm feeding God's ego. That's not what God needs. This this praise in these in these verses is for the believer. Because if I'm truly in an attitude of praise toward God, I realize that there's not a single thing He can't do. If I want my prayers answered, and if I want to see God work, and if I want to realize who God really is, I've got to be in that attitude of praise. So when we pray, if we feel like we're not being effective, or we feel like God's not hearing us, or uh, whatever the case, if we just don't feel like our prayer life is where we want it to be or it's not effective. Try using this model in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9 down through verse number 13. Because maybe it's that we're using a little bit of vain repetition and not really following God's plan for prayer. 